It's back, people. Brentford take a bow in the big time. Spurs are going to get caned. Ron returns. This is the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's Friday 13th of August. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. Giddy as you like. Here's the Premier League again. It is, though. Have you guys noticed? Friday the 13th of August. Footballers, famously, famously very superstitious beings. Yes. Do we feel like there's going to be some sort of impact on Brentford against Arsenal tonight? With Arsenal playing 100%, <laughs> more than 100%, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I've always respected sports people who lean in to that and oh, like yeah. take the number 13. It annoys me that so many teams do without the number 13 shirt. I think lean into it, get it, mm. go get it. It's weak, isn't it? It's like hotels. Some hotels don't have a, if they're tall hotels, don't have a 13th floor. That's true, isn't it? I'm just imagining Well, they do. They just don't number it 13. Uh, Yes. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fair. No, you're you're just not. You're just not a a very good architect. (laughs) Yeah. just a cat. Can you imagine? Whoa, there's a reason why this 13th floor is quite unlucky because the whole of the building above it is completely Luke Skywalker standing in front of it going, oh, I'm getting really tired now. Oh, yes, people, the Premier League is back tonight. What, Andy Brassel, are we looking forward to most? The supporters mainly. Yeah. Um, the supporters hopefully not being damaged by blazing hot pies at Brentford from what we've uh, previously heard. <laughs> but We don't know if they've yeah. got the same pie technology as they used to have, though. That's the big question for the opening day. That'd be right. a shocker of a Saturday morning news bulletin, wasn't it? Supporters damaged by pies. <laughs> On the plus side, Brentford won 3 0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we don't know if they've replaced their pie technology, uh, but presumably everything's been replaced. Presumably, but look, it's, it's going to be so, so, so exciting because I, I don't know what you guys felt from the Euros, but for me, much of the sensory overload of it was actual supporters. Mm. The first time you're back in the ground and a goal goes in, oh my God. Yeah. Again, the, the Rangers unreal, game in, right? in Europe, even though they ended up losing. Mm. When they scored, it was, I don't know. what. It's not like we've not seen goals with supporters in because of yeah. the Euros, but there was something about something about a, a team's supporters celebrating their club scoring that just yeah. hits different, I suppose you would say. Exactly. You know what? They, they had already a Premier League years for 2021 on Sky the other day. <laughs> it, I wasn't feeling it. No. For those reasons. Yeah, it's yeah. It's going to look really strange. It's going to be like when you see an old Premier League years and a, and a club um, had a season where they were renovating a stand, or Wimbledon playing at Sellers yes. Park. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Something yeah. there's something off about it, and it's going to seem weird. And the goals don't seem as good, God. even though they are. God, yeah, brass. Of course. Sorry, I know this is Premier League time, but you're a bit of Plough Lane on Saturday. That's right. Um, Wimbledon playing at Plough Lane in front of fans for the first time since March. March? No, May '91. Love it. That's it's so it's cool. going to be incredible. Sold out against Bolton. I mean, they've just... Fashioned started... him on the score sheet. <laughs> no, funnily, funnily enough, Ian Wright spoiled it all by scoring a hat-trick for Crystal Palace on, on, on that last day. I'm over it now. I don't mention Famously it horrible every Ian time Wright. I see him or anything like that. But they, AFC Wimbledon have just sent me an email Aww. saying, uh, Plough Lane Guide for Bolton. Although... The lane starts with a small L, so obviously that's ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, if you you seem I'll, to have I'll, a lot, I'll find of, a way to get over it. You seem to have a lot of jobs, so I reckon you could be, um, you know, proofreader for AFC Wimbledon as well in future. 
Yeah, With that eye for detail. <laughs> How about you, Jim? The thing you're least looking forward to is Arsenal, you said already. Um, so that's first up. <laughs> no, what I'm least looking forward to is hyperbole, I think. Um, <laughs> Over-the-top meltdowns when like a, a fairly happens, reasonable yeah. slash creditable draw happens. And you, you'll agree with me on this, I'm sure, as, well, as we both live in the same North London purgatory. Um, I am, I'm not looking forward to uh, everything being a crisis because mm. modern football is so microcosmic now. Um, but I am just looking forward to like... I'm just looking forward to it all being back. I'm looking forward to there being a narrative. I'm looking forward to the smell of the pitch when you go to the games. I am just looking forward to so much of it. Just heroes emerging. You know, someone who was previously a squad player having a good run of three games and then being like the best player you've ever had at your club. Like all that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. I think the sack of, um, you know, applause in the... Mm fake North London derby the other day it gave a sense of hopefully the kind of spirit that what we'd like to see the spirit yeah. be of this Premier League well, actually season. that's a really good point isn't it because it would be brilliant if that were to carry on if if that sense of inclusion and that sense of standing up for what is right mm. by supporting players who've been through so many so many terrible things mm. would carry on football can be a force for good and we've seen it over the Euros and for that to like for that to carry on into the Premier League season would be brilliant and let's hope we see that yeah, let's start the season. I like how we're starting it with a sense of optimism. That's what we're here to bring you <laughs> on the Football Ramble right up until Monday, I would say. I mean, if you are going to usher in a new era, yeah. it really needs to start with David Hasselhoff singing on a wall, <laughs> doesn't it, really? Or, or like laying down behind a wall to block a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> Being dragged by the mullet by Ruben Diaz. <laughs> If you've got any similar predictions for us, uh, do fill them out for us for the new season. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram and share with hash the hashtag Ramble Predictions. Uh, yeah, let's talk a bit more about Brentford against Arsenal then. So Friday, the 8pm kickoff, Brentford back in the big time for the first time in 74 years. So 74 years ago, maths fans was 1947. A lovely palindrome of a, of a pair of numbers don't look at me like that <laughs> um, but it's it's so cool as we've already said about um, how they're going to have fans in their stadium that they've that they've built that people have been obviously in in the last few uh, few months but this is going to be a packed stadium and, and a London derby yeah. a, a battering in the offing this is the business isn't it <laughs> Jim Campbell yeah I mean it's beautiful that Brentford have managed to finally get there because they always sort of flirted with it didn't they and it looked like it oh, might not happen it was last season when the, in the playoffs it was just crushing yeah. and then to see them all out there on the pitch at Wembley celebrating like that and those strong Thomas Frank hugs yeah. and Ivan Tony with his millions of like lion tattoos yes oh, can't get enough of I, it I mean it feels to me I might have a very very short memory but it feels a long time to me since we've had an unfamiliar team in the Premier League oh definitely so I mean that's very exciting mm. I mean Fair play to Norwich for coming back up and all. But... Yes, of course. And, and nice to mean. see you again, Watford. It feels a bit like maybe Wigan. <laughs> Wigan you... are probably the last team oh, where the... it's like, oh my God, Wigan are in the Premier League. Yeah. All right. No, maybe mm, Huddersfield, maybe. bit disrespectful. Now yeah, what we're doing is disrespecting yeah. everybody. Yeah, we are. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, Huddersfield, everyone. to disrespect you. Sorry, no, but I know what you mean. That, was, that did feel like a, a team kind of going against the odds yeah. and coming up. Um, and that is exactly what it feels like mm. here as well. And the exciting thing about Brentford, like maybe Leeds United coming up, is that they've got a, a defined style and they've got a story and they've got some great players as well. Um, Bielsa's Frank, nose is going to get put, put out joint, isn't it? Do you think? He maybe, wants to be maybe the Maybe Bielsa's one. not going to be everyone's second favourite. Yeah. Oh, I think 
probably everyone. Brentford uh, I mean, is everyone's second given, favorite. Given that he is unaware of anything that's happening beyond his own <laughs> yeah. spreadsheets, I, I <laughs> think he'll be all right. He'll be fine. I mean, this is a man who's so unaware of what's happening around him. He did famously sit on a, a cup of coffee. Yes. Oh, match, didn't he? I actually, I mean, I'm sure Jim would empathise with that. I, I, I did as well. Did he? Did he? Have, did he burn himself? <laughs> When he sat on a cup of coffee. It's a shame he doesn't do one-to-one so we can ask him. Uh, Thomas Frank says, we are a bumblebee. See, he's buying into the whole whole concept there. I like it. They are not designed to fly, but we are still able to fly into the Premier League and we will constantly do everything we can to keep flying as high as possible. Well, I think there he's started with a metaphor Mm. and thought, I'm all in now. I can't really Mm. back out of it. I think he's clear from that quote. I know nothing about nature. A bumblebee's really not designed to fly? Yeah, I think that is true in the really sense that their bodies are much... Designed at all, are they? <laughs> well, apart from God's great design, obviously. But um, the I think their bodies are so much weightier than the little tiny wings and the little tiny legs that it's just like a oh, right. nature's miracle that they're right. able to fly. Uh, okay, so it's, it's like a Michelin blimp. Yeah. So yeah. Is, is, are they going to line up with like a 262 formation then? <laughs> Because I think they'll go down if they do that. He needs to. He needs to get a better metaphor. No, Pep knows if that's you put, how he's trying to inspire the team. Pep Guardiola knows you put all your best players in midfield. It sounds pretty sound to me. Yeah, exactly. Pep Guardiola's attempt to win the Champions League with eleven attacking midfield players goes 11 on. Eleven attacking geese. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get onto that. We'll get right, onto okay. the geese. Um, don't skip ahead to the geese, Andy. What? <laughs> that's going to be the highlight of the entire thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Mikel Arteta has insisted that he is happy. He has insisted that this is, that's the written down words, do not my words. It's an Arsenal that I insist I'm happy when people ask if I'm all right. It's a familiar Arsenal trait. <laughs> oh God, he insists he's happy with his squad, and and he says that Arsenal have managed to do in quotes a few things in the market. Mm. Well, he's also said that the market's essentially been broken up into two periods which i think again it's, it's come back to what we've been talking about in the in the last week about how i think the the latter end of the window is going to be really really interesting for everybody because you've got you've got the super clubs who've essentially done most of their business there's a few big deals that are probably still going to happen everything's going a little bit quiet because no one's getting money so they're trying to get good With deals late on exceptions yeah, yeah in, <laughs> indeed so i think um, this is just a, an, a, an element of that. People are getting angry that you know Arsenal have got these targets that they're not, you know, they haven't signed yet. So like, oh, why haven't we signed Auer and Odegaard and Madison and yeah? Well, that's a great everyone. question. Why I, not? I, I meant to ask you actually about um, Aaron Ramsdale because I've, I've not had the chance to talk to you about this really, Jim. So far, a would you be happy with Arsenal signing him? And b what is the point that even though it's not your own money, you think did we pay that much for him? I don't think Arsenal were ever realistically looking at paying the fees that have been quoted because mm. like the, the, the upper echelons of it are thirty-five million. Yeah, there's, yeah. N- there's no way they're actually going to pay that. They get you know pelters for it on Twitter, but you know it, it's not actually a real thing that's ever going to happen. <laughs> sure, but um, I mean a, a figure that's not that, but closer to that than closer that to they've offered. So yeah, twenty twenty-five. Exactly. I, I I'm still very underwhelmed by it. I, mm. I, I mean, the, the thing with he does things that Leno doesn't do. But he doesn't do the things that Leno does do. It's like you know he's he's quite commanding on crosses by all accounts. I thought you were going to say save League One teams from relegation. (laughs) (laughs) He did an amazing job for Wimbledon. But he's he's fine. He's he's okay. I don't think he's the level that um, that Arsenal need because I think Leno will probably leave next season. So you want somebody to come in and challenge him. 
It's almost like Arsenal are missing their old backup keeper, isn't it? It is a lot like that. But you know, you got you got to make money, and and they needed the money from Martinez to to waste on underwhelming players. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, um, Thomas Partey won't be training for another three weeks due to that injury he suffered in pre-season. Um, uh, on the other side of the pitch, oh, Brentford, uh, of course, they're, so they're the 50th team to be in the Premier League. Um, but what will also be interesting to see with fans, which you've already mentioned, Brass, is the fact that last season, for the first time top in top flight history, the home advantage didn't exist, right? So away wins outnumbered home wins for the first time ever. Whereas, But I guess the question is, has that permanently affected football? Because you look at the yeah. opening weekend of Ligue 1 last weekend, right. they had fans in, no one won at home. Not a single team won yeah. at home. That's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Well, bizarre. We will find... Surely that will only be a temporary situation. Though. Maybe never, no one's ever going to win at home ever again. I mean, quid's in for you guys tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you've gone big on that, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> it's all about making daft predictions on the first day. We are going to see Ivan Tony in action, says Thomas Frank. He is fit. Um, and Tony's... Did he say it like that? He is fit. Ivan <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Is that, is that your impersonation That's how it me? Oh, God. Well, he is fit, but he's also fit. I mean, how does it sound different? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I remember watching him at Peterborough, his fancy footwork. I wasn't looking at the rest of him. He's brilliant. Uh, He's got huge potential to replace Jamie Vardy as my favourite player in the league. Yes, I definitely think that's true. And also, I like that he said in his, you know, pre-season interview, he said that, because he's won the Golden Boot consecutively, he was like, and I want to win it again this season. I was like, Mm. all right, Ivan. Do it. Yeah, That's... he also said, I'm going to have to stop putting them under the stairs. I haven't got room. <laughs> yes. I mean, you could probably get a bigger house. Well, from the, from the sounds of things. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just one of us in the end, isn't he? Yeah. Just with the talent. Um, he scored 71 league goals in the past three seasons. All right, that is the first game. Let's get on to Manchester United against Leeds. Saturday, 12.30, the last time out. This was a 6-2 barn burner. And now, do the barns burn more brightly in front of fans? Yeah, I, I think they will. Um, because a, more oxygen, I guess. From it's, the yeah. it's, it's Manchester if a barn United burns versus... and there's no one there to see it, is it really flaming? <laughs> Depends who owns the barn, I guess. I, I, I think this will be huge. Um, a, because it's Manchester United versus Leeds. Um, B, because I have quite high hopes for Manchester United this season. C, because... Southgate has made me so hungry for Sancho. Mm. I need my fix of Sancho. And I don't just need it this week. I need it throughout this Every season. Week. Yeah. In, in, uh, if, if Sancho doesn't have an incredible rip it up every single week season, I, I will feel unsatisfied. No pressure on the lad then. Mm. It's classic media. <laughs> MSM and, yeah undermining the confidence of a fragile young player what's MSM more Sancho more <laughs> so, so it's getting, getting very hoardy on this it, it on is this yeah. part, but genuinely though this, this is one of the tides of the season isn't it we were all really really looking forward to both of these games last year um, and we didn't get to see it with fans in so yep. it's, you forget what a massive deal this is. Man United versus Leeds in the, in yes. the Premier League. It's absolutely huge. It's one of the the kind of notable fixtures and we didn't get to see it with its, with its full capacity. Yeah. And, and now we're going to see that and it's going to be brilliant. And it's going to have added Sancho in it. Exactly. So when you, do you, you think he's going to be straight out of the, 
out of the traps doing, he sh- doing he sh- the business. He should be. He should be. No, he's not. Uh, I mean, he's, he's ready to be. He's, he's not had a taxing summer in terms of minutes. He's had a few little unscheduled injury breaks in, in, in 2021. And the bits in between where he's played, his Dortmund form in 2021 was absolutely incredible. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'll never get bored of emphasising that because I don't think people have grasped Recognize it enough it, yeah. who, who maybe don't watch Dortmund on a, on, on a weekly basis. He was amazing. He changed his diet. Um, he changed his training regime. As, as I was saying before, he was doing runs around Dortmund at five, City Centre at like five in the morning. Amazing. Or maybe he was coming back from somewhere at five in the morning. Anyway, he was definitely running around at five in the morning. <laughs> Can go either way, that. Yeah. <laughs> when does a night out become exercise? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> Good way to burn it off, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I swim in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> Either either way, um, yeah, I think he's going to have an absolutely huge season and be a massive plus to to Manchester United. The one thing that concerns me about them, because of course, anyone questioning whether Rafael Varane's going to be good yeah. over time hasn't watched football it, ever. Yeah, yeah. He's never faced a cross before. Exactly. Um, I, I think that the thing that is still a little bit of a concern mm. is centre forward because expecting Cavani to play forty. 50, yeah, 60 games a season is, is not normal. And, you know, is, is Martial ever going to get there? It doesn't look like it, does it? No. And no. so Cavani for the first game, well, he's been... he's been well, he's not around, is he? Granted extended leave, so he's going to miss... He's definitely going to miss the start of the season. So I think that points out the problem immediately. So presumably he's going to charge onto the Old Trafford pitch on a horse when he eventually does make it. We can't wait. So it looks as though basically... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has solved two two issues in his squad, and he's, yeah. he he's got one outstanding one. So he brought in Varane and he brought in Jaden Sancho, basically. Yes, but he's yes. short of a he's short of a centre. Uh, yeah. well, I think they're waiting though, aren't they? Because there's not really anyone available to them now. If they wait a year, they can go in for Haaland. They can go in heavy, but like then they're, they're not going to get Harry Kane. I mean, this they're is got, you know Lukaku's been there. Like who's Lewandowski would cost too much for the years he's going to have. Yeah, it makes sense for them to wait. Holland is going to be an incredible bun fight next year. My God, yeah. I know because everybody seems to think that they're waiting around for him to turn up. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? Um, on the other side of the scale, on the other end of the scale, on the bottom of the scale, on a different area in the scale, uh, Gina Firpo was Leeds' biggest signing this summer from Barcelona. He said this week that he's seen more videos of himself in two weeks than he did in two years at Barcelona. Aww. Aww. So they don't even spend their social media budget. What a disgrace. Um, <laughs> don't think that's what he means. <laughs> he was massive on Instagram. He loves a, loves a reel. Can't <laughs> get him off TikTok. <laughs> well, he's been, yeah, he's been busy getting his one year con- his compulsory one year contract extension sorted. Does that bother people? Does that? It seems to, doesn't it? Yeah. But ultimately, not him. Yeah. Which I think is is where you need to calm down. And not worry about it. It's amazing how he can like just live life free while also being an an elite level football manager. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought that was possible, really. Well, you wouldn't a... have thought it possible that a man who spent his entire life in football and is now in his sixties and definitely financially secured doesn't worry about the future. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. When is the cutoff supposed to be for when you just gaze out into the to the older years of your life without worrying? Well, or I don't know, but you'd, you'd definitely be in Weatherby to do it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Is that your plan? <laughs> You're trying to pay me off? Are you making me an offer? 
I'm not in charge. I'm definitely not in charge here. Um, but Kate but, said it was okay. <laughs> get yourself to the seaside. Give me the bag. Give me the bag. Um, you've been doing lots of fun projects and chatters over on OTC, haven't you, Brass? Yes. Um, of course, we did a deep dive on uh, Leo mm. Messi, the fallout for Barcelona, what it means for... Harry Saint-Germain. Uh, we also talked about the opening of La Liga and the Bundesliga, which are both starting this weekend. Subscribe if you haven't already. It is over on Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Right. We're going to be talking about a couple more of the big ones this weekend just after this. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the football ramble. It's kind of more sordid than I than I realised before. <laughs> now, welcome back to the football ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. Me, Jim, and Andy Brassel in your ears today. Ooh, time for some of these. It's Kate, Jules, Jim or Vish, Marcus, Luke or Pete the Tick. Andy might just read up one in show at footballramble.com. Email show at footballramble.com. Spend. It's really beautiful. It is beautiful, but I always feel the need to like defend Pete's honour after that jingle. <laughs> yeah, and also, Brass, you're going to read out an email. No, Jim's reading out an email, yes, isn't he? <laughs> From John Thomas Caprino, who, let's be honest, sounds like a made guy. Uh, he says, The conversation on Wednesday about how to make that man's newborn like Oxford instead of Leicester mm. made me ask my cousin how she would do it. She's a PhD candidate studying child child de- developmental psychology. So, so much highbrow listening. I, I know, love right? It. So I assumed she she would be able to weigh in on this topic. She offered that basic colour association should be enough to sway a child's future decision making. Right. It sounds like there are plenty of Leicester kits laying around, wearing them to things like doctor's appointments, <laughs> preferably the ones with large needle vaccinations. Uh, careful. And when they are put in, when they're put in timeout, should be enough to associate that blue kit with negativity. Right. Wearing the yellow Oxford kit to get ice cream or go to the playground will create positive colour association. You do run the risk that the child might end up a Norwich, Watford or Borussia Dortmund fan. I don't think that's a, that latter one is really a risk, actually, to be fair. It might be enough to stave off the in-laws or give your child panic attacks <laughs> whenever there's a home game in the city. Oh, so, there we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, safety first, listeners, to the football ramble. This is incredible detail, uh, John Thomas, I um I think it's incredible. I think this is brilliant. And is it is it okay? Is it psychological warfare? Yeah, is that okay? Well, it's just. Are you really asking? Is theory, psychological it? warfare in parenting okay? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh yeah, sorry. Why am I asking? Can we move Jim? on? <laughs> Andy's parenting secrets. Um, parenting dilemmas. Send them in, but. It doesn't have to be parenting dilemmas. We're also we're looking for anything, anything you you feel like the Ramble team could give you a bit of a, a bit of guidance on. Yeah. Now that is a pretty wide ranging thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, just any questions. We can absolutely we've got not you covered on you. what not to do. <laughs> yeah. So that it could be useful in some respect, couldn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because you 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 write in, we tell us what we think, we tell you what we think, and then just do whatever the opposite is. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good job, guys. Email us at show at footballramble.com and you can also tweet us at footballramble and keep those predictions coming in as well. Um, talking about teams that are going to win the Premier League, possibly. Chelsea have officially announced 
Romelu Lukaku. That was yesterday. They sold him, if you'll remember, to Everton for £30 million back in 2014. And they've now bought him back for £97.5 million from Inter Milan. Bit controversial, I suppose, at Inter, but they've got money problems, especially given that they just won they won Serie A, they've got rid of their manager, they've got rid of their top scorer. But hey, whatever. Yeah, and I guess people will use the difference between 2014 and uh, 2021 and the fees as evidence of some sort of profligacy. Mm. But actually, he is more than three times better than he was seven mm. years ago. Great and point. it's not like they've had a barren seven years, is it? No. Mm. They've won a lot in that time. Uh, nor, nor has he. No. No. I mean, it's it's monopoly money, really, isn't it? Or not like almost literally in a sense. <laughs> like it's well, what's it that? Is is the second? It's now the second most expensive Premier League signing of all time, behind Grealish, which happened a few days ago, uh, which is obviously 100 million pounds by Manchester City. So I can't say bargain, but, <laughs> but it, it it does feel like decent value. I think if if Chelsea get the player that Inter have had over the last two years, it gives them an enormous chance of winning the Premier League and retaining the Champions League. And yeah, it's a good deal. All right. I would say. That, that, you know, it's one of those deals where they've made the most of Inter being a bit desperate. So... Because in, in a different summer, Inter say, get bent 200 million. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and they're not able to do that now. The, the, the form he has showed over the last couple of years, bear in mind that he was already an excellent Premier League striker before he left here. And yeah, I know he had his issues at Manchester United. He's unrecognisable in those last two years. He's improved every aspect of his game. He's improved and worked on his body as well. Um, he's, he's a real team leader. 11 assists in Serie A last season. So not just the goals as well. Um, and it's something that Chelsea desperately needed. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing we, you know, that, that we've endlessly talked about about Chelsea is that they cannot finish. Right? I mean, I mean mm. if, you'd have, if you'd have made Dortmund an offer they couldn't refuse for Erling Haaland, it would have been, if not twice that, nearly twice that. Right. Is Erling Haaland twice as good as Lukaku? No. But of course, you're buying the future with Erling Haaland. Yes. Yeah. Lukaku's still relatively young, isn't he? He's 28, isn't he? So you, you would mm. think he's coming into his, his I suppose, peak years yeah. as a striker. Yeah. Although that said, I mean, you know, you, you look at players like Lewandowski and we are, we are, and, and uh, strikers not just staying the same, but get, getting better yeah. in their 30s. But, but, but I mean, strikers like him pattern, who play with their back to goal. Giroud's an example as well. Yeah. And obviously it's a, you know, very different sort of level of, of productivity, but those players that, where a big part of their game is, is link play, mm. they do seem to last a bit longer. So Lukaku could be there for like in, into his mid-30s maybe. And I, I hope so for him. He's moved around such, for such a long time. He's, he's a brilliant player. When we look back on the era in which he's played in, you will think of him as one of the, the top strikers in the world. Yeah. But you don't associate him with a particular club. And maybe that's, maybe that's a, you know, maybe that's how modern football is, where players move around so much. But it would be nice when we look back on his legacy, where you associate him with a team. Yeah. And I think he's always wanted that to be Chelsea, as unromantic as it is. But it's, it's quite sweet, in a sense, that he's come back there. He's got a point to prove. They've they've spent so much money on him. Yeah, and Jack Grealish said like he likes the price tag at Man City because it shows that they believe in him, which is quite sweet, isn't it? You don't really kind of think of it like that from a player's perspective. It's probably similar for Lukaku, like the fact that he didn't quite make the grade there because of the kind of basket case scenario of how Chelsea are with the way they move on young players. Mm -hmm. For them to then invest so heavily in him, he must go right. This is it. This is what I've always wanted. Well, in yeah. fact, in fact, they've they've valued him an enormous amount. Three times. Once when they bought him in the first place, 
two when they sold him to Everton for what was a lot of money at the time and a good deal for them at the time as as well. And now again, when they're they're paying upwards of 100 million euros for him. Yeah, Lukaku also holds the record for the fourth highest signing in Premier League history because of the 90 million transfer from Everton Manchester United. So yeah, he's not... Uh, yeah, okay, so that's a good point. Yeah, if it's only... Is he only seven million pounds better? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. There we go. You do the math. Uh, yeah, he's... No, I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> yeah, please, let's no one do the math. Um, his combined goals and assists of per 90 of 1.09 puts him absolutely miles above anybody he's likely to play with in his new Chelsea team. And also he comes back, obviously, as a, as a league champion, which is uh, exactly the sort of thing that Thomas Tuchel will want in the dressing room. So, yeah. We're going to come on to Spurs City now. I mean, City's still the favourites, I think, at this point. What, for this particular game? (laughs) I'm going to say so. Thank you for that. I meant uh, for the Premier League. Assuming if the transfer window were to close now. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know, actually. I think now Lukaku's over the line. I think even that alone is is the missing piece of the puzzle for Chelsea. Yeah. I I think it might end up in a shootout between the two of them. I and we know they're going to win if they end yeah. up in a shootout. I, I guess the, the question the question, <laughs> the, the, the question I have with Chelsea is can that defence be as good as it was in the back half of last season for a whole season? Yeah, okay. Because you're assuming that like four months of excellent form from Rudiger and Christensen is going to hold. Man and I, I, I think that's a little bit of an assumption. I mean, they, they could do that again, but they won't necessarily. We haven't got the evidence to say, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. When I mean, are you predicting the Tuchel breakdown? Because um, that's obviously going to be key. Yeah, I, I think that's important. Clearly, he's uh, going to get angry and uh, look for some sort of board level conflict at some point. I'm going to say before the end of this season. Right. So will it be enough? I don't know. Will it, will it? Maybe just after he's already won the I, league. I guess the question is, can he make it fall apart as suddenly as Mourinho did in 2007? Yes. That's what we really want to know. That is the That's mark how you of, prove you're a great Mark manager. of true greatness. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, okay, so so sticking on City. And so City travelled to Spurs. Hilariously, uh, Harry Kane could feature after he came out of isolation yesterday. The questions remain about whether Nuno has spoken to him or indeed any of his other Spurs players. Um, Manchester City apparently preparing a new bid of £150 million. I don't know what I think about Harry Kane. I, I, don't, I don't see how he starts in this game. He can't be fit enough, can he? Because A, he can't be fit enough and, and B, it's just... Sorry, when you say he can't be fit enough, what, what makes you say that? Like, well, because I mean, he's just not, he's not been at pre he's been away. He's since. missed a load of pre-season and he's been in isolation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but um, presumably he's I know you, you know, spent your whole of isolation like, doing sit-ups. For the, yeah, of course. For, for people like Harry yeah. Kane, it's actually quite hard to keep yourself in shape. Of course, I mean, Harry, he's, can't, he's probably Harry watching... can't, can't step to me, Let, let's be realistic. <laughs> he's probably but, watching like, Kelly and eating biscuits, wasn't he? fit. Yeah, but isn't it the sense of match sharpness and all of this and fitting back into your team? Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. You think chuck him on? No, I just, I just wondered if we're getting caught up in the, the kind of soap opera of the kind of psychological impact of being linked to a team that you might then have to play against. But you, of course, you're right because he's been on on holiday, hasn't he? So he's been he having a lovely old time. Yeah, I don't know. Been at Disney World. 
Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because the whole thing as well, you know, the whole point about Nuno Espirito Santo, what he's great, what he's supposed to be great at, at doing is is blending his squad together, is making people work together as a team, knowing their jobs, all that sort of stuff. Mm. And Despite not speaking to any of them. <laughs> Which is a real specifically talent. not speaking to two, but but you know you can see what that's about. That's about you know making that identity and that unit all together. And so, do we see him? Do we see him playing Harry Kane? If no, he can't. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. So he, he can't. He can't this weekend. No, he, he can't. Yeah, and and it would just be. Oh man, I want to go and I want to go and ha- live in a different world where I go and watch Spurs and Hurricane just is good and plays against Manchester City, who are by the way the champions. But is, isn't I, that I'm not bullshit. ready for the league to start? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, even though Arsenal play tonight, the idea that Spurs have to face City with all this uncertainty around the, the Kane situation on Sunday makes makes me nervous. Yeah, do you remember when we tried to fix the transfer window, Premier League? It's got completely shafted. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's crap, isn't it, that this is possible with the, the season starting? Yeah, but it's it's kind of, it's because it's, you know, it has to be the same everywhere, doesn't it? So it was... As it turns it, out, yeah. I think it's probably better overall. Because if, if the transfer window shut today, it's only the English clubs that lose out, really, right? I mean, and complaining about a chaotic, unpredictable element of a sport which is at its best when it's chaotic and unpredictable, I think is a bit weird oh really so you yeah. you actually think just just no transfer windows <laughs> yeah just, yeah. just constantly like, someone can be tapped on the shoulder and... yeah Oi. like the good old days yeah 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 oh. just just like leaving your kit changing the taxi on your way to the new stadium <laughs> yeah all right fair enough um equally mad uh manchester city have got a documentary coming out about the uh, the end of last season there's a scene this came out before i think there's a scene about pep guardiola becoming fascinated with geese flying in formation <laughs> Um, when, Tony Soprano when he's reviewing he's some drone footage of training he he told his performance analysts that he noticed similarities between them and his squad's teamwork uh, so he's been learning a lot from from the natural world but also he's not been learning much from bacon bacon butties it, he, he sort of looks as if he tried a bacon butty for the first time and then looks as though he's going to vomit yeah which, Which is, seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? Or is it because he just only eats maybe, lean meat? Maybe, maybe it just wasn't a good bacon butty. Yeah, is, it, or is he vegan or vegetarian? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no be- because, because if people don't eat meat for a long time, apparently when you taste it, it's disgusting. But he's not going to surely. He's not going to be like, oh, I've been vegan my whole life, and now oh, a bacon butty. I, re- I, re- I remember <laughs> trying to interview him in a mix zone after a Spurs versus Barcelona friendly at Wembley about ten years ago, uh. and he motioned that he couldn't speak because he was eating a ham sandwich ah so I don't think he is a vegan I think ham and bacon are very different though aren't they bacon's much better I mean he's obviously he's obviously not that choosy because it was a proper like triangled like white bread like not that (laughs) nice British ham sandwich triangles (laughs) 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 he had five of them strapped across his waist (laughs) Information. I would love to play for Pep Guardiola. But my point, <laughs> like my you, point you come is... in one morning, he's going geese, geese. <laughs> Today we are geese. <laughs> you love that. That was your favourite bit, wasn't it, Russ? The geese. Good yeah, I, 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 I think so. You want the ramble to fly more like geese? Yeah. What well, we do anyway, don't we? It's about interacting with each other, isn't it? That's yeah. what he's trying to say. If, anyway, if you what move, did, if you moved, you know, they each other. You read what they're going to do. What did Ruben Dias say to Edison when he uh, shanked the ball out of play? 
Don't that was a goose pass, wasn't it? <laughs> I grew up under a goose flight path. Oh, yes. Did you? Yeah. Um, and geese flying south is the Loud. funniest thing in the world. You hear it from miles away, and then it goes above you, and it's just absolute chaos. They're just honking, just honking away. It sounds absolutely mad, and they do it for thousands of miles. So I don't... I mean, obviously, I'm not a tactical genius like Pep Guardiola no. is. I don't know what you take from that. Like, It's about interaction, isn't it? And he wants talkers. He wants more John y- yeah. Stones chatter. Honking. Honk. <laughs> I'd love it if Man City honked their way to the title. I could forgive where their money came from. For 90 minutes, just going, oh, oh. It's like calls in rugby as well, isn't it? <laughs> it sound not dissimilar. <laughs> yep. So I imagine that'll be instructive when Spurs lose 3 0, 3 1. I don't know, Kate. I, I'm. I can't reassure you about that. <laughs> I, know that I can hear that's what you're asking for. It will probably I think it'll be, be like, fine. it's a draw. Yeah. Okay. Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne are going to miss the game. So it's, it's anyone's. It is anyone's. And another one to give a quick mention to as well, West Ham hosting Newcastle Sunday at two o'clock. Newcastle still haven't signed Joe Willock, but um, they've got another signing, Jim. They do. <laughs> Santiago Munoz, <laughs> which I promise I'm not making up. Well, I think They're you are trying to loan him from, I from Mexico. Think you are. What, Abs- what Viz strategy? FC in flight? It's absolutely <laughs> what, what, amazing. What, 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 do you, what does that make you think about their transfer strategy? <laughs> They're basing it on movies. <laughs> oh, let's sign Gladiator. Like, it's, it's, so, it's mad. Surely someone sat down in the boardroom and go, you know, the fans- underwhelming life imitating underwhelming art. <laughs> the fans want to be listened to. Let's look at the history of the club and see what we can do. Yes. Yes. I think that is what it is. On loan from the top Mexican top flight, they're not backing in with a, a permanent deal. No. That's just an FFP workaround, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure people are clamouring for a signature, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, all right then. Uh, it's time to get to Betway 4-2 score. It's the first one of the season. It's back entry to Betway's Four to Score is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. All right, game one it is. Everton against Southampton, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Jim has gone with who? Theo Walcott, which might seem an odd choice, but I don't really know who's going to play. Like, because it, yeah. it, it still feels a bit like pre-season, doesn't it? And I feel the narrative of, you know, playing against his old club to a club he's just signed for permanently, having been on loan and started his career at. I'm, I've gone for narrative rather than, you know, sense. Yeah, but I think that's kind of all you can do on the first four to score. It's just so hard to read what's going on. With the, as we know, all the teams aren't even settled with who their final signings will be. All right, uh, Brass, you're up for Norwich against Liverpool, Saturday 5.30. I've gone for a very left field pick. I've gone for Mo Salah to open the scoring. Keeping it mean and clean. You don't yep. even need to explain that one. I'm not really. Usual. Uh, coming up, we've now got Marcus down the line. Here we go. He's on Newcastle versus West Ham. That's Sunday at two o'clock. Here he is. Hello, everybody. I think, let's see, Ben Rama is going to open the scoring for West Ham against Newcastle United on West Ham's march to victory against those magpies, says Ben Rama. Oh, he's predicting the score as well. What a professional. Sounded like he was in a silk dressing gown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did. 
<laughs> the last game, game four, it is Spurs against Man City. That is 4.30 kickoff on Sunday. Uh, like you said, Jim, hard to know kind of the full makeup of the teams. So I've just gone for Hingman Son. Seems like a guy who can score a goal based on what I've seen in the past. So the four picks are Theo Walcott for game one, game two, Mo Salah in the Norwich against Liverpool game. Marcus has gone with Saeed Ben Rama uh, en route to Newcastle getting battered by West Ham. And Spurs Man City, I've picked Hyung Min Son. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com slash 4-2-score. 4 is a number. Further T's and C's apply. 18 plus and please do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Right, ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen in the studio, it is now time for the second ever round of Kate's Game. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Okay, I've got the buttons in my hand today because the last time I did this, it was remote. I got uh, decent feedback online. Pretty, pretty unkind. Just not for this. <laughs> pretty unkind feedback from Luke Moore, but I think he's only... He's he's nervous, probably. Mm. Well, he's he's got high standards. That the reins have been taken so masterfully. Exactly, exactly. Don't you agree, Jim? Well, you, let's see. I would say that would be a good moment to flatter me if you have <laughs> if you have any. Sense. I missed my chance already. <laughs> you so. don't decide who wins, Kate. This isn't how the game works. Well, I don't know. I've got the You're list. Drunk with power. <laughs> I am drunk with power. Uh, there's not Herbert Chapman has already featured, and mm-hmm. and so we're not going to be having any of that stuff this time. But we have got an old boy to kick things off. God. First name big, middle name oh bollocks. Who's going first? Uh, how do I pick? It's the start of a new season. It's the first game of a new yeah. season. So in that case, we'll just go with A for Andy. You can go first. Or is okay. that, do we think that's an advantage? Maybe he shouldn't have an advantage. I don't know. We'll have to get an algorithm. All right, Andy, you're going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Based on strategic analysis. Right. His first name's Big. His middle name's Sam. It's Big Sam Allardyce. Ooh, so nine am I, clubs. Am no. I naming his clubs that he's managed Stroke coached, played or for, played for, played. Yeah, it's this, this is Luke's game, not Marcus's game. Mace's game. His... So I th- yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't aware what Mace's game was. So. All it is yeah. is it's me, and then there's one guy who's quite old to start things off. Okay. Previously, it was like a late nineteenth century player. This time, we've got Big Sam. That's quite difficult. He's mm. got nine clubs, right? And his his career from nineteen seventy one to nineteen ninety two. I'm going to start with two, I think. I think that's legit. Don't I, don't push it too hard. I'll go for three. Hello! I mean, I sometimes, I imagine everybody does this when you play... You feel overconfident. Luke slash Kate's game, that you occasionally read the Wikipedia entry for a player and try and remember who the clubs are that they play for. Just I've randomly? Done, yeah, and I've done this with Big Sam, but <gasps> I can't really remember any of them. So I'm going to go for Th- three. This could be your moment, Jim. It could be my moment. You're coming I, back in. It's not going no, no, to be. No, no, I'm no, not, I'm, not, I'm not going. That's not this. Come on, mate. This is a new season. It's optimism is, yeah. is going to be king here. I believe in you. Andy believes in you. The listeners. I do. I don't know yeah. if they believe in you, but they're not here. So. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go for... Three clubs. Three clubs of Sam Allardyce's nine. I'm going to start with West Brom, who I think he made one appearance for, maybe. How on earth have you done that? Because I remember when he managed them, he'd played for them before and it yeah. seemed like a returning you know, player, but actually it wasn't that. Just the one. 
Blackpool. Hang on. Is in my mind. <laughs> ah. Soz. Foiled me again. It's all right. Alibi. I like. I actually, yeah, I was overwhelmed incorrectly by your West Brom thing because, yeah, that was quite gettable. But good effort either way. The clubs are Bolton, Sunderland. Of course he played for Bolton. Yeah. Millwall, Tampa Bay Rowdies. <laughs> Classic. Just a little 11 game stint there. Coventry City, Huddersfield Town, Bolton again, uh, Preston North End, West Brom, Limerick. And then he ended his career at Preston North End again. So those are the nine clubs of Sam Allardyce. We're going to come back closer to the present day. Marginally closer. For Jim's going to go first on this one. It is Marcus Bent. He's got 15 clubs. 15 clubs. Ooh, wow. A 15 club man. These these bigger ones are difficult, aren't they? Yeah. Because you feel like, oh, I must be able to get some. And then Again, you flail it's, around. It kind of comes back to what we were talking about with Lukaku. We don't necessarily associate someone with a club. Mm. Marcus Bent is a perfect example of that. So I'm going to go four. All right. I, f- I feel like decent opening bid. I find it hard to count beyond five <laughs> without a pen and a paper. Yeah, neither of I should say. And I feel like I should know quite a lot of them, so I'm going to go seven. Wow! Oh, this is such such a good bit of negging from yeah. Brass when he does know, that. Right? You're like, oh, I think, or I'm like, I think I'll do two, and he's yeah. like, sixteen. I'm um, going to do eight. And on the eighth one, I'm going to do a backflip. <laughs> That's what you've done there. So I feel like you're not going to be picking up from there. No. No. Okay. Here we go. Charlton Athletic. Birmingham City. Blackburn Rovers. Leicester City. A lone move. I'm not speaking. I realised I stopped speaking. But I don't need to speak because you're doing so well. Four, four. I thought it was four. I was trying to count and then I was trying to press the button. Everton. Yep. Preston North End. Preston North End, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Soz. Sorry to say, Andy Brassel, but you got to what? Five. You got five right. We got five, yeah. Dear, he really played himself out of that game, didn't yeah. he? Because he could have just... Anyway, the clubs are Brentford's Crystal Palace. Did I not say Brentford and Palace? Oh, what no. Fuck? No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, it's outrageous. God this is very sake. confusing. <laughs> uh, Port Vale, Sheffield United. Blackburn Rovers. Oh. Brussels resigned. Uh, Ipswich Town, Leicester City, you did say, I think. Did yeah. you? Yep. Uh, Everton, Charlton Athletic, Wigan Athletic. Birmingham City, Middlesbrough, Queen's Park Rangers, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Sheffield United, and a club I can't even say called Mitra Kukar. You won, you won one. Come on, people. This is happening. This, this is the optimism of the start of the season, isn't it, Jim? Mm-hmm. Um, we have got for six clubs, Mark Videkit, your bit, Brass, alas. Six clubs? Yeah. Let me think. I feel like he's... Oh, Jim. That's an unusual face from Jim. <laughs> four. I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> four from Andy Brassel. Can't, can't do four clubs can't with Mark do four. Come on. Can't do four. Come on. Come on. You're a disgrace. Uh, you. <laughs> Brassel. Again, I've miscounted and I could do more than four. But anyway. Oh, all right. Oh, my God. Now he's just showboating. <laughs> yeah. Come on, then. No, I'm just really bad at counting. Just the four. We could get you a pen, but not now. Um... 
Just the four then for Mark Viduka and Andy Brassel. Celtic. Middlesbrough. Leeds. Newcastle United. Yes. Turns out I knew all of those. Everyone's everyone's wise. Counting believe, is, believe in yourself. Counting is complicated, here. isn't it? It Every, is. Yeah. Everyone's wise after the fact. It, well, quite. Yeah. All right. Good job, Andy Brassel. You're two one up, and we're going into a gym bid. Mm-hmm. It's another big one in terms of numbers. He's been he's been in the news of late. We've discussed him quite recently on the pod. He is one Ravel Morrison. Oh wow. Twelve. 12, 12 clubs. clubs. 12 tasty little clubs. And Annie Brussel is counting on his fingers. He's got up to five if you need any help. Well, I'll go, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go six. <laughs> Come on, the man needs all that the help he can get. Outrageous. <laughs> he needs all the help he can get. Six for Jim Campbell. Andy Brussel, I've seen you count. Right, I'm going to have to go seven to make it interesting. <laughs> but you, you are aware you only counted up to five on your fingers. Yes, yes I am aware of that. Yeah. But yes. his hands only go up to five. So we, we don't know <laughs> what he was thinking. My other one was in my pocket. It's, it's all mind games. <laughs> all right, then. Manchester United. Nice. Ostersons. Atlas. Hello. Tick. West Ham. West Ham. Sorry, this honestly is quite hard. QPR. <laughs> yes. Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Cripes. Middlesbrough. Andy Brassel wins. Saw that one coming. <laughs> Yes, it's another big win for Andy Brassel to kick off the season. How are you feeling after that one? Glorious. Yeah, as you should. How are you, how are you feeling? Jim? Vanquished. Do you? Yeah. Did you not feel? Did you not feel battered. that way when you arrived? Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's kind of my thing, isn't it? That's sort of my vibe anyway. It's just confirmation of my own self-image, really. Yeah, all so, right. Yeah. In a sense, it's like the sort of it's like a really predictable opening game in the season. Mm. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And then we can move on to more exciting things Exactly, next. exactly. So, is that how you're setting up Sunday for yourself? I hope so, yeah. yeah. Well, no, actually, no. The really predictable thing is not what we want to see. Oh, maybe we do. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> good job, guys. Well done for your participation in the second ever episode of Kate's Game. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway, everybody. It's been great to see you. Say goodbye to the listeners, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Bye-bye. We'll catch you on Monday. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.